This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, buddy. Welcome in. It is the GBAC Nation on 105 through the fan as we get into hour number two. It is a special afternoon here on your home of the World Series champs. Rangers extra innings tonight in the showroom. The trophy's going to be here. Spores is going to be here. Jared Sandler is already here. It's been a while since we've seen his bright, smiling face, but he is here. Our Rangers insider, pre and post game show host and play by play man. And uh, he'll be hosting. The, uh, the Rangers uh, show tonight, the hot stove from uh, from 7 to 8. wonder what his ring size is. Did you, uh, did you uh, get your ring fitted for this thing? I was a 9 or a 10. I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's it's usually size. it's usually similar to your shoe size. What size shoe do you wear? Not I'm like yeah, 9 if I'm being generous with my... Yeah, yeah. It's, really? so they usually your, coincide. Huh. Your ring really? was a nine, like a nine and a half. Then nine. Uh, well, I don't know. I just I showed up. It literally was like a thirty second process. Yeah, I they, they put up. a little metal band yep. around it. They yeah, they asked what name I wanted yep. on it, and then I was done. And I was like, is that it? Well, congratulations, Thank man. You. What what name did you want, Emily? I put Zach. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. What's your finger <laughs> touching? You. What finger am I going to use? Yeah, <laughs> I asked, I asked Eric what he was doing, not you, uh, Nadell, because he's my my leader. And he said, "Right ring finger." I mean, okay. I'm not going to yeah. wear it. That's yeah. what he does with his yeah. Super Bowl How ring. Often do you wear it? Not very often. Yeah, I not mean, I might often. wear it on opening day, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's become unpractical to wear it, right? Yeah, these How big are, it is. They're, they get, they're, they're they're too they're too bulky. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard. Monsters. Yeah, it's, it's hard I'm to gonna, work. I'm yeah. going to cherish it. I mean, like it's yeah. incredibly oh. special. Well, I'm very grateful for. If you go to events and stuff like that, you break it out for that. Maybe I also feel a little guilty because I didn't like you scouted. You no, were man, a part of the front no, office. man, you were I part of that. Did, no, I no, you were part that's of that. That's your grind, man. No, no, that was, well, yeah, I did baseball not, is a grind. Team, I didn't do prepping. a single thing that nah. contributed to the wins. Maybe I contributed now we to can the agree losses on that. by annoying people. But you might yeah. have contributed to the vibes a little bit in the clubhouse Maybe. by not well, being that's very kind board. of you. Yeah. Because you know me and you know it probably is going in the yeah. other direction, but that's kind of you to say that. You're the minister of culture. Okay, I like that. The rabbi, the culture rabbi. You're the culture rabbi. Don't be tunneling underneath. What's that? Just don't be tunneling underneath. I will not, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm incredibly grateful to the the whomever decides that I am. No, you're, you're a huge part of I, that. Uh, you really are. That, that's going to be something I'll cherish forever. Well, before we uh, we get to the NFL news of the day here, Sandler, we do have a significant Ranger station announcement coming up at 520. It is I'm top really secret. Yeah, I don't know about this. You don't even know it. I don't know. Wow. I was just told I need to be here. Right on. Okay. So I'm that's, you're here. that's coming up in two hours and, and 15. Your hair looks Chief. fantastic, That's exciting. By the way. That's exciting. This building. We, are, we are on a mission for spring training this year. Wolchuk and I have already decided we're trying to figure out who has the second biggest finger uh, on the Rangers because we know who number one is. Well, that's a, that's actually great. I'm also curious. I mean, the Rangers won a World Series this year, and you sat on the couch. Uh, 
Got to got to run that back. Definitely going to run it back. I'm yeah. trying to decide: should I run it by uh, like a no? Sh- just no. don't. Okay, no, you just we're just going to power it. through. Just do it. You just got to do it. Okay, just do it. All Make right. sure some new guys are around yeah. too that that have no knowledge of previous and, bits. And Hopefully, if, Tyler's there. And if somebody oh, says Scherzer. anything, said, "Listen, I sat on this couch last year. We won a championship. So back off." I'm just hashtag doing my part here, boys. You want another championship? <laughs> Starts here. Oh, we saw Thank you so much just for that. Rips him right off the couch and kicks his ass. It was obviously Chris Young, by the way, who's got the biggest finger on the Rangers. That, but we're trying to figure out who's got the second biggest. You know, oh, from gosh. a Oh, okay. You th- you think Boach I has think, a bigger finger than C.Y.? Maybe I just girth. Think everything. Yeah. I, yes. I've Catcher's tried hands, to shake, right? or I have Catcher's shaken. Hands. Shook, shook his. I've shook hands. Yeah, shook with hands. Boach. I mean, my shook hand is swallowed up in his hands. Device grip. Yeah. Very okay. Well, I guess everybody else is playing for third. Then <laughs> it's time now for the NFL <laughs> news of the day. Here's Zach Wolchuk. Thank you very much. Uh, shout out to a couple of NFL legends who will be voted into the College Football Hall of Fame, one of which being former Cowboys defensive back Kevin Smith, who was part go. of their Super Bowl teams in the 90s. Oh. Randy Moss and Larry Fitzgerald also will be making the College Football Hall of Fame. Kevin Smith went to Texas A&M. Texas A&M. So there is an Aggie getting in there. Warwick Dunn of Florida State. Toby Gerhardt of Stanford. Stanford. And Julius Peppers of North Carolina. All in class. Is he Wait, a running back? Tommy, is, yeah, it, it, Gerhardt was a yeah he was he kinda, was a running back the Vikings like fullback running back he was him. he was like a yeah it was a yeah, it was supposed a, to be the 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 thunder and lightning with him and AP right yeah he was just yeah he's just kind of a run over like a guy finalist he was yeah absolutely Toby Gerhardt was awesome there yeah. at Stanford before uh, Christian McCaffrey got there and then how about Danny Woodhead Danny Woodhead of Shadron State was elected as well to the College Football Hall of Fame I think that's a D three school. Well, so Danny Wood had. I bet he. Would, I would like to see his highlight tape there. I bet he was tearing oh, folks up. Oh, he was up. probably crushing it, I much like know. Sam McGuffey back in the day. It shouldn't be celebrated when the NFL guy accidentally ends up at a D three school. It's like, how did? What did you do? Well, you know, yeah, shame on the, those the build schools. though of Danny Woodhead. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, that dude sure. is as D three as it gets. You're right yeah, about that. Look, I mean, you just look at him. You're like, wow, good for you, Danny Woodhead. You made quite a career for yourself, uh, Jim Irsay is being treated for a severe respiratory illness. So we need to uh, wish Jim Irsay well. Hopefully that's nothing serious there. He was playing, he was going to L.A. playing his band, right? He's got a band he plays uh, in. That, which is, I mean, what do you think he plays? Do you know? Uh, he, he has one of the most extensive uh, uh, collections of guitars, Bases? drums, like costume. He's got it all. This guy collects, like, you know, like he, he loves music. Hmm. And so... He's got sheet music and stuff like it's that. Amazing. So yeah, but yeah, he, he. I don't. I think he would probably be a, a maybe a bass. You think I was thinking Jimmy, he'd be a slap in the bass kind of guy? I think he's maybe kind of a bass guy. I'll, I'll reach out. I'll reach. I got a guy at the Colts. I'll maybe reach a out free to yeah, bass guy. Ask him. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was uncalled basing. for. No, it wasn't. That was. <laughs> I don't, I don't think anything's in a bad for. way right now. Yeah, when Ursay, uh, when we talk about him, <laughs> that I mean, guy's I was in the upper quartile pill joke of the upper quartile of bleep holes. Yeah, you know, and drug addicts. Now, Jim Harbaugh, of course, uh, it's his day. Man, Michigan's finally done today. it. True Michigan man, who's got it better than the Harbaughs? Nobody. They went fifteen and zero. They got the win. Now, Harbaugh had said if Michigan wins the national championship, he would get a tattoo after the game. Which Harbaugh? Jim. Okay. He's asked about it. He said, "Look, I said I'd get the tattoo. I have no ink on my body, no tattoos anywhere, but I did say that to our players. If we go fifteen and zero, I'm getting a tattoo. It's fifteen and zero." I'm going to put it on my shoulder. I don't know if it's my left or my right shoulder. I'm a right-handed quarterback. I'll probably get it on my right. And then an M to an M. That's a maze and blue M. Also, that signifies a thousand in Roman numerals. So he has thought this out. But shout out to Jim Harbaugh. 
Hopefully, we get to see the picture of this, and this is done very, very soon. Now, the big questions are, is he going to the National Football League? Is he taking that jump? Afterwards, he says, I just don't want to talk about this. Let me just enjoy this moment. Why are we always looking to the future? Why do yeah. we always got to ask what's next? Well, he goes on Scott Van Pelt on ESPN. Does he kind of tell us he's going back to Michigan? Here's Coach Harbaugh after the game. Told him three or four days ago, we're gonna we're moving spring practice back. We usually we usually start on Valentine's Day, okay. February fourteenth, because we love football. Um, but this year we're gonna move it back. We're gonna move it back about a month. Uh, that'll be good too. We'll have uh, some nice weather in the spring in Ann Arbor. Okay, so you're thinking about the spring in Ann Arbor. All right, thinking of, he's got this planned out already. Is he going back? I think that was just a heady play to to. Or he's just, throwing off the scent because I think he's going to the NFL. I think he, a I mission accomplished. Yeah. I think he is going to the National Football League. I think he's the next head coach of the Chargers. He surprised me multiple times in his career, so I'm not going to rule anything out. But I think you go home, you're national champion. You have Ohio State on the ropes. They don't have a good coach. They don't have good momentum. Um, I, I think you could go to the NFL at some point, but this is a this is a play just to get more money. I think it's just more leverage to to keep Michigan paying you. He has been I, fantastic at that. I, I just can't imagine the motive on on why leave now. You know, this the, you can actually maintain greatness in college football. Once you get to the top, it might be the beginning of a 15 year iconic run that puts you up with the names of Paul Bear Bryant. You don't walk away from this. You walk away like you won the championship, and a couple of years later, Ohio State has regained their momentum. Um, they have a great coach. You haven't made the playoffs. That, that's when you leave. You don't leave right now. Right now, you have all the leverage. You might ask them for $20 bucks, and they'd give it to you. You know? Um, and shoot, the, the, the NFL, you could be in and out in you know, two or three years, and you'll never recapture. The, this is the peak. You, you don't leave the peak unless there's clearly a better situation out there. He's in a situation, though, the NCAA is coming down on yeah, him. I feel like he's going to Pete Carroll this thing. Yeah, he is. They're, 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 they're getting together a case against him. And so he might start to think, okay, if I could leave with, my, with me winning the championship, that's, that's what I want to be remembered by. Maybe sure. next year. He was suspended six games this year. A team went 15-0 and without him for six games. Yeah. You know, you so, if he leaves, they just go ahead and give Sharon Moore the job. That I, was a weird suspension. Yeah, it's three. It was three different times. It was three different. It games. was self-imposed the first. By time, By the right? way, nobody came out and thanked that kid for all the scouting he did. Right, stealing them signs. No, that kid deserves a ring. Kid, it was scouting championship level cheating. The manifesto man. The, yeah, the man. The man that was scouting him up, doing whatever he had to do to That's win. That's a games. true Michigan man. That's a Michigan man, right yes, there. Yes, he is. So he's got a system. People are, are willing to They're perjure scared. themselves. People, people are scared of the system, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think well, it's a mistake Alabama if he sure leaves. Was. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be fascinating to see what he decides to do. He seems like he has it all mapped out. If he goes back to Michigan, he was a damn he's good NFL playing. coach. What, he was. Three that guy, that guy was games in a Super Bowl. That guy was not a failure as a, as a he NFL freaking coach. one at Stanford. Oh, yes. no, he, he's won everywhere San he's San Diego, been. Stanford, San, yeah. then the 49ers, yeah. and then now with Michigan. So, yeah, I mean, I think he can do whatever he wants, and he'll be successful. Well, the thing about it is, wherever he goes, he'll get control of that team. Yeah. That's that's what he wants. And you don't have to beg 17-year-olds to come play for you. Yeah. Yeah. I Even mean, though I think he likes those. Or people. worry about transfer now, portals or any of that other stuff. Talk about a milk guy. The belief in Whole himself milk. is as Whole big milk, as yes. it gets. But what, what, what was he doing at Stanford? He was putting six offensive linemen on the field. 49ers, yeah. power running game. Right. Now here with Michigan, more power running game. If you take that to the NFL now, you will get squashed like a bug. 
that your peak is where the Titans have been the last five years. In college, you can still work that because zigging when others are zagging can actually win you championships in college. In the NFL, it's subtle tweaks to an established system that can give you a 2 or 3% edge here or there. In college football, that system still works. In the NFL, he's going to come be probably 9-8 and eight a bunch of times, be fired in three or four years. It'd be interesting what he decides to do, and then he'd have a good quarterback in Herbert. Uh, I mean, he was a little innovative with Kaepernick, right? I mean, now we're looking at all these mobile quarterbacks. He, he, was a, him, he took Colin Kaepernick to a Super Bowl. He was really good there. Good People point. forget that. Yeah. Hey, Greg Roman is his coordinator there. That's true. That used to work with uh, the Ravens. Maybe it is all about the coordinator that he ends up hiring. Because, I mean, he is a ground-and-pound kind of old-school type of offensive mind. That's the way he likes to do this. I mean, things. and that, those Kaepernick years were pretty much pistol read option. Yeah. You know. With Frank Gore and company. I mean, they ran the football a ton, and then you hit Vernon Davis for a couple of big plays. But this is the le- stone-cold lead pipe block of the week. And, Eric, I think you're in on this. The Dolphins are not going to have Jerome Baker. They're not going to have Andrew Van Ginkle for their game against the Chiefs. You've got, you know, Jalen Waddell, who's banged up. Xavier Howard's banged up. Their their injury report is extremely lengthy. Yeah, Mostert. So they're going to Kansas City. Now, the weather report, right now it is snow. It's a blizzard there in Kansas City. It's supposed to be just absolutely brutal conditions. I don't know if it'll snow for game time. But it's going to be sub-freezing. You would hope. The NFL sure hopes. No, no, you would hope if you're Miami that it's snowing because the thing you can deal with, it's it it will only snow at a certain level, like the temperature-wise. Okay. It's not going to snow if it's zero degrees. Well, I mean, or it's, it's not going like, to snow if it's below zero. Probably it, not going to have snow then because I yeah. think it's going to be close to zero degrees. That, that's the problem. If, it, that's the, if that's the case, now they're dealing with the, the cold temperature. But here's the deal for the Dolphins. Because snow, it'd be like 28 degrees. That would be perfect. Their last 10 games in the history of their franchise, when they have kicked off and it's 40 degrees or below, they're 0-10, and they have lost those 10 games by an average of 17 points. That's Miami? That's Miami. Most recently, uh, a game against the Bills. So, it, it just does, it, this just does not bode well for a Dolphins victory. I, I'm taking them in Survivor, spoiler alert, uh, that, I'll tell you that now. And Eric, Same. We were, t- we were talking off here, I think we're so confident in the Chiefs beating the Dolphins that we'd put two bet payoffs on the line for hmm. this one. Did you just hear that? Wow. I think uh, it's that big of a lock. Yeah. And do you guys want any sort of compensation to balance that trade out, or are you just willing to put them on the table like that to make a statement about how do much you believe? Do we get an immunity? Uh, no, there's no immunity. It's come playoff time. We'll have to work something I'll out. I'll take an immunity. Everything becomes official on Friday. That's when the ink dries, so we'll wow. figure it out. But, uh, yes, I, I'm with you. I, I believe that's the most obvious pick of the week. The most guaranteed victory of the week is the Chiefs at home in prime time in the playoffs. In the cold. And sort of, yeah, in the cold and off a, uh, off sort of a bye. Like they're, they're all, they're going to be rested and they're going to be ready to rock and roll. The Dolphins are as broken as it gets. They're going to be trotting out a pass rushing trio that involves Justin Houston, Bruce Irvin, and, uh, Melvin Ingram? Yeah. I mean, they're literally, if it was 2012, they'd have one of the better pass rushes in all of the playoffs. It's bad. Unfortunately, well, it's 2024. It is the second closest line of the weekend. What do you who, think Vegas is doing? Yeah. Who, I think, who, I think, who's running routes for the Chiefs? That's what I want to know. Up, I, it I doesn't it, matter. The know you and me can go out there. Arrowhead. I mean, who, who have the Dolphins beat all year? Nobody, especially when you well, go on the road. The Dolphins, the Dolphins get all their guys back in the secondary? They no, no, they don't right have Howard. Now, that, that's the issue. They're okay. so banged up. I mean, okay. th- this is a team that's going to be a shell of themselves. I know their pass rush is hurt, but I didn't know their secondary was that There's bad. a lot of doubt on who's available right now for their secondary as well. Now, granted, you're right. 
Mahomes and the Chiefs passing attack, their their wide receivers could just drop balls left and right. You never know. But I would just count on a, an Isaiah Pacheco even running over Miami to be able to get them to a victory. And maybe Kansas City gets some special teams or defensive scores in this one. I mean, yeah. they lost they lost three of five in in the last five games Mahomes played in. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't know. Saw, saw a bad loss with the Raiders go rolling in there late in the I'm year. I'm rocking with the Chiefs. And, I mean, I, I feel like 0-10 in your last 10 games, sub-40, you're going to Arrowhead, a team that— Those uniforms don't travel. They, 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 the those Dolphins uniforms, are not winning, boys. They, they, those are, su- those are sunshine uniforms, we man. We will go Chiefs. Those are sunshine uniforms. They don't travel well. It is well-documented. Tua— he uh, he is. I mean, he is the epitome of of Sunday at noon quarterback. Like, go watch him in a primetime game versus versus a good team. Now yeah. put him in the cold on the road. He grew up playing in Hawaii. Now he's playing in in Miami. This is going to be the coldest game he's ever played, and he's going to look awful. They're going to come out of this game, and they should be doing it going into it. But they're going to come out of it saying Tua cannot be our quarterback moving forward. And Whoa. if you're Mike McDaniel, don't you feel like this has to be one of those weeks where you get your team out of South Florida and you're going to some blizzard in the country and practicing? Don't you let's, have to do that? Let's fly to Arrowhead. Don't you late. have to? I think it's too. It's late. a hail mary. Listen, you're yeah. losing either way. And Mike McDaniel, you have to know that if you have any <laughs> self awareness. But either way. to at least show that we tried our butts off, you can't go practice House. in the 80 degree humidity overcast in Miami or in the bubble indoor thing that you practice in to get ready for the blizzard in Kansas City that Mahomes is about to just and tear you up. In. A lot of texts. Miami just beat the Cowboys. That was in Miami. That was in the cozy confines of Hard Rock. And they Stadium. did it with field goals. They had, their, their kicker had five field goals in the game. The Cowboys just couldn't find a way to score, even when they were inches away and Pollard, all he had to do was just like trip and fall into the end zone. He couldn't figure it out. Lipke doesn't know how to handle the football. Like it was it was stupid things. The Dolphins won sort of just it's a lot. because the Cowboys bleeped themselves. Their kicker was hoisted into the sky like he was Rudy after that game. He was. They, the, the Dolphins won on field goals that day. And there's no way he does it again. He's got Butker on the other side. There had to be, a, what, four or five injuries since that game? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. It's just been guys falling, it's falling been down left and right. Really brutal. The last They're a mash thing, unit. The last thing would be uh, if indeed Antonio Pierce doesn't get the Raiders job full time as the mm-hmm. head coach, I think he's going to be the next defensive coordinator of the Giants. Okay. Rangers uh, hot stove tonight, seven to eight if you want to listen, six to eight if you want to be here live. Sandler's going to be hosting it. The trophy will be here, and we have a significant Ranger station announcement coming up at 520. Calvin Watkins joins us next, talking Cowboys here in the nation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. It is the GBAC Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. Segment is brought to you by the Frankels. <clears throat> Life is unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation, 214 or 817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. As uh, Cowboys reporter Calvin Watkins joins you now on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. It's, it's always good to talk ball with you, Calvin. Now, we want to talk about this matchup, of course, but... Maybe the biggest storyline or the most important thing we're tracking is how possible is it that Will McClay leaves uh, this offseason? What do you know about that story? Uh, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Um, uh, you know, he's got a couple of teams that are interested in him. And obviously, you want to talk to him because, who you know, he's had some very good drafts. He's able to work well with others. Um, you know, he's able to, to work well with Jerry Jones for a long time. And uh, I think a lot of other NFL owners see that. Um, I just don't see him leaving. Uh, you know, he got, his son lives here, obviously, and he's growing up. And the, the Jones family loves him. Um, so, but, you know, if you're an NFL team that wants a smart executive that knows personnel and can – and get people together and, and put programs together to draft and all those kinds of things and scout players, you want to talk to Will McClay. But I don't think he'll leave. But it's, it's worth going after him, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I love to hear that. Uh, you know, eventually I, I feel like somebody is going to recognize, wow, look at the great job that he's done in, in all the different capacities and all the different things that he is asked to do. Do you, do you feel like that, that's sort of an indefinite statement that, that you're making, that, that Will McClay is going to be a cowboy for life, or is that just for now? Uh, you never say never. I mean, his contract was up, I want to say, last year or the year before last, and uh, a couple of teams went after him, and the Cowboys were like, you're not going anywhere, bro. And they gave him a contract extension and gave him a nice little raise, and, you know, he doesn't have to worry about power or anything like that. You know, if he needs something, he goes, he can go down the hall and talk to Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones, you know. He's got a great relationship with Mike McCarthy, which I think is also key. Um, they're all aligned. So, you know, it, it, it's okay to be comfortable somewhere. And, and I think he is here. But never say never. Someone can call Will and say, we'll give you $50 million to, to help us. Then you got to say, Bye. Yeah, and, and and go and go about your business. So that's why you can never say never. But I don't know if anyone will do that. Speaking of never saying never, if it came down to it, do you think Jerry Jones would be willing to give up the title and whatever else it it took to keep Will happy? I don't think Will cares about a title. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yes, Jerry is the owner and the general manager. You know, and but Stephen Jones has got a title. Will McClain's got a title. You know, they all got titles. It's all about what are you doing on a day-in, day-out basis. And, that, and Will McClay is, is the quote-unquote de facto general manager. And, and you know, you can, and that's nothing against Jerry or Steven because they are 
heavily involved in what's going on with the football team, you know. But when you need to work out a guy on a random Tuesday in the middle of October, well, when McClay's that guy? You know, when you're talking about evaluating who's putting our draft board together, well, that's Will McClay. You know, when, when, when there's a – when Mike McCarthy says, hey, I want to get a, a tight end, and Will McClay says, well, I need a tackle, then, you know, Jerry Jones does his job and say, okay, I'll pick between the two of you guys. So, um, but, no, I, I just think Will's got the power here to do whatever he wants, and it's not so much the title. It's just about what are they allowing you to do. What's the latest on Dan Quinn, and can the Cowboys possibly keep him around for a third consecutive coaching cycle? I think that one, that one might be a little problematic. Uh, I think Dan is ready to, uh, to move on, not in a negative way. Um, I think he wanted to, to see this through with this defense, with this team. Um, Mike McCarthy talked about this yesterday. The windows are so small in this sport. You know, because the roster has changeover, you know, every year. So I think Dan Quinn wanted to, to ride this out the last couple of years. He backed out of some potential job opportunities at other places. And I think now he's like, I'm ready to go. But Dan's not going to take any old type of job. You know, I think he wants a job where he has an established quarterback um, or a team that says, hey, we have a top pick, you know, three, four, five, or one or whatever. And, we're going to draft one of these, these young quarterbacks here. So uh, he's not going to go to any old situation, as I said. He wants to go to the right situation. I look at the Chargers because they have a stable quarterback situation, you know, and they got some pieces on defense. So that seems like that might fit. Maybe he goes to the Commanders. They don't have a quarterback, but they got a high pick. So you could say they have the second pick, I think. So you could say, okay, you got the second pick. You want the kid from Carolina. You want the kid from USC. You know, because it's definitely not Sam Howell, and then you rebuild. So you're going to give me five years to do that? Yeah, we will. So maybe you go there. So it's got to be the right situation. Calvin, translate what Jerry Jones told you guys on Sunday after the game about <laughs> Mike McCarthy's contract. And, and I know this from personal experience. Jerry likes everybody to feel uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. he's going to make you earn that extension. Uh, mm-hmm. Was he – Was am I am I reading this the right way? Or are you seeing something completely different? No, you're reading it right. Um, Mike will enter the last year of his deal. Uh, this is not new news. Uh, I think Jason Garrett was in the last year of his deal one year. I think Wade Phillips was, was in the same boat. So this is nothing new. Uh, McCarthy and, and Jerry have a great relationship. McCarthy's not worried about an extension or anything of that nature. Um uh, you, know, it was, you know, I think McCarthy's got leverage, to be honest with you, because if, say, McCarthy gets his team to the NFC Championship game, he can do whatever he wants, right? You know? Sure. So and if he gets to the Super Bowl, you, <laughs> you, wanna, if you don't want to extend me? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Someone's going to pay me, you know? So guys getting fired every year in this sport. So, mm. so you know, Mike McCarthy's betting on himself, which is a good thing. Yeah. And, and, and it's working so far, but I don't think Jerry was trying to say, oh, Mike's job's on the line. No, I, I just think he was being Jerry. He's like, no, he's, and he was complimentary of, of uh, Mike. You know, three consecutive 12-win seasons. He said he's the reason why we're here. You know, so I don't think he was. But uh, I just think everyone kind of took some of that stuff out of context a sure. little bit because I was there when he said it. Sure. If he loses, though, are all bets off? If he loses this week against Green Bay? 
Uh, they'll have some serious conversations, no, yeah. no doubt. You know. So there's a lot on the line too, for Mike. There's a lot on the line. Oh this week yeah. For Mike. Oh yeah. 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 Like if you if you go in there Sunday and get beat, say thirty-five to three. Yeah. Oh woo. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine what you're going to be talking about on Monday. Oh, sure. So, but if he loses seventeen to fourteen and the guy misses a kick or a guy beats him at, at the gun on a field goal, <laughs> uh, you know we're hurt, we're crying, but you know you're coming back. You know, so it's okay. It's Calvin Watkins with us here in the G-Bag Nation, covers the Cowboys for the morning news. What are your thoughts on Sunday's matchup against the Packers? I think a lot of Cowboy fans remember what happened in 14 and 16, and I'm hoping those nightmares left with Aaron Rodgers. I think so, too. Um, there's one common denominator, that was Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. Um, and so he's in New York. So so you should say, can Jordan Love do some of these things? that we've seen Aaron Rodgers do, I, I don't know. I don't think so. But the Packers do have a really good team. I, I've always liked Jordan Love. It's just a matter of who's giving him an opportunity. The defense is pretty good. Joe Burrow is a good, co- you know, a good coordinator. Um, I, I do like the Cowboys in this game. Um, I, I don't think it will be an easy game, to be honest with you. I just think it will be, be a close game because I, I, I like the Packers. And, um, and the Cowboys have some holes. They have some deficiencies. And – and the running game is not where it needs to be. The run defense is not where it needs to be. I think the Packers can run the ball on, on Dallas. Um, you know, that's you know, that secondary, as much as I love Stephon Gilmore and Deron Bland and, and Jordan Lewis, uh, you, you can get some yards on those guys. You really can if you know what you're doing. So it, it's going to be a close game. But uh, Dallas should win. I think, you know, I'm going to pick them whenever I have to put my picks in at the paper uh, this week. Could the Packers offense, you know, be explosive enough that, I mean, you look at there's three games where the Cowboys kind of got run off the field, San Francisco, Buffalo, Philly, like one at more than one out of every six. There's like a, there's like an 18% chance you, you give up like a 40 burger from this Cowboys defense is, is, is Green Bay capable of having a game like that? I don't think the, uh, the Packers are on that level, like with the Bills and the Niners and, 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 and that kind of thing. And you have to remember those games are on the road. You know, this one is at the, the, the lovely confines of AT&T Stadium. And and I don't know if the Packers can put up the points like that on the road. It'll be interesting to see if they can. You, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, they are they do have a pretty good team, and I don't want to dismiss that from them. But I just think the home field advantage really works for the Cowboys. For whatever reason, they just play so well in that building. Obviously, they're 8-0. No, um so I, I just don't see the Packers just in a shootout, in a sense, if that makes sense. How bad did you feel for Zach Martin on uh, Sunday, waking up sick and then just having to just hang out in the Washington locker room for the entire duration of the game? That's got to be the worst place to just be sick all the time. I, I was, you know, that locker room is nasty. So I would have said, can I, can I go, to a, go back to the hotel and, and watch the game? I mean, I, mean, I felt bad for Zach, but if, if – if you need Zach Martin to beat the Washington Commanders, then you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I mean, I'm so, um, so yeah, he was sick. He was going to play, and then you know that morning, you know, it got worse and worse. And I felt bad for him from that perspective, but it's like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't crying in the press box when he when he didn't play. I was saying, "I'll see you next week, bro," and it's all it's okay. <laughs> Will we see Tyler Smith this week? You think? I think so. Um, he did not look good uh, in uh, doing the, the rehab portion of practice that we saw last week. He was moving kind of gingerly when he was on those uh, resistance cords. 
and uh, it just did not move the way he needed to move to to be in a, in a, in a big time game. And you got to manage that pain. Um, maybe he gets a new shoe. Who knows? But uh, I would think taking a week off would help him. So I expect him to go. Uh, McCarthy said yesterday that uh, Tyler should be limited in practice tomorrow. So that's a good sign. Do you feel bad? You wouldn't feel bad about starting TJ Bass, though, would you? Uh, they like TJ Bass, um, and he's not a bad. He's not bad. No, um, I, I want Tyler Smith. Oh yeah, we Tyler all do. Smith. Yeah, but if they yeah. had, if they had to go that route, though, if they had to go the route where once again they needed another week before you go play Detroit or somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I can, I can live with it. I'm not happy about it, but and you know, but I can live with it. But I, I want him for the divisional round. Yeah. You know, if I don't have him for the divisional round, I'm, I'm a little worried. So, but yeah, you can get, I don't know. I guess you can get away, get away with it one more week, but the divisional round's not promised to you. Yeah, so it's exactly. one of the home fellas. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Tyler, put on a big shoe, put on some pads on on, the, on top of that foot, whatever you got to do, let's go. <laughs> so you got to play football here, you know. I'll drink to that. That's uh, Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News, and we'll see you on Sunday, bro. All right, guys. Have there a great day. Cheers you too, to Calvin. you. Thank you, sir. All righty. Uh, see what you did there. Yeah. You, did you like that? Bra. Little tie in? Oh, I like that. That's what bra. he said to the guy on the that's way out. That's what he said to Zach Martin. Yeah. yeah. Bra. See you next week, bro. Okay, rim session coming up at 4 o'clock. The NBA trade uh, deadline is starting to uh, uh, near, and uh, the chatter is definitely warming up, so we'll give you the very latest on the maps coming up at 4 o'clock. But we have some NFL playoff myth busters. Isn't that right next, Wolchuk? Yes, we do. Uh, what are some myths that need to be busted with these playoff teams, including the Cowboys? That's next. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Lucius. It is the GBAC Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. We're talking hoop with you coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll get the very latest out of the league and the Mavs rumor rooskies and conjecture. It's uh, time now, though, for uh, Zach Wolchuk to deliver some outstanding NFL content. Here's Zachary. Hey, this is Dan Graziano, NFL playoff myth busters, and something that we're wrong about when it comes to 14 NFL teams. And the narrative of the Cowboys just beating up on the bad teams and not performing well against the good teams is where Dan Graziano's going is a myth, that they have a bit of a bully element to them. They played seven games this season against the Giants, the Jets, the Pats, the Panthers, Commanders, won those games by an average of 30.4 points. Cowboys struggled more against better teams, and the margins in those games were not nearly as large, which leads to the perception that Dak and the Cowboys are good at beating up on bad teams, but something short of elite when the opponents are better, say the 49ers, the Eagles, the Bills, the Lions. So he says, why is this a myth? Sure, Dak's got better numbers against bad teams. That's the case for most quarterbacks in the NFL. His QBR against teams with losing records was 80.7. It was 63.4 against teams with winning records. Big difference, sure. But 63.3 would still rank 7th in the league on its own. Prescott threw 19 of his touchdowns in 9 games against sub-500 teams. 17 of those against winning teams. Everyone inflates their numbers when they play bad teams, and they should. But Dak's numbers against teams that have winning records, 66% completion percentage, 17 touchdowns to six picks, still excellent when you look at the rest of the National Football League, and there's no denying the season Prescott is having. So when now you're going into the postseason, you're playing against good teams. Everyone would probably acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay, I think, good team. Dak's numbers seem to probably 
remain consistent. And, and I think that Dak's been consistent for the majority of the season. San Francisco was really bad. Buffalo was really bad. You take those two games out of the equation, 15 out of 17, I expect Dak to continue to perform well no matter who the competition is in the postseason, except for maybe San Francisco because they seem to have his number. This year, more than any, it just hasn't been his fault. You know, it's it's been uh, really the front office, you know, for not, not giving him better protection and really a better running game, not not giving you a good, a, a viable running back. You know, and running game's bad. For him to have maybe his best year ever, considering the surroundings around him receded, uh, you know, I, I think that exonerates Dak. I, I think it is on the team, though. The team does struggle to beat the great teams. That's real. That's not a myth. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I mean, you beat the Lions. Otherwise, what? what's, what's the win that's overly... Like, hey, that was a really good team. We found out the Eagles are not a good football team. You, you, I don't know the C, the Seahawks, decent football team, but for the most part, you go toe to toe with legit teams, and somehow it's ten points, twenty points. Okay, well, that's that's just not enough to get it done when it really matters, and that ultimately ends up being the case every time when it really matters. You, you're bounced out after round one or round two. That's it. That's what happens. And it's unfortunate. But that that's just the way it goes. Maybe it's penalties. Maybe it's mismanaging a game, you know, on the sidelines from your coach, whatever it is. Maybe it's some, maybe it's Tony Pollard against Miami not being able to get into the end zone. It, inexplicably. Yeah. You, you can't get into the end zone. Okay. Well, we can't be a good team. Especially on the road. Yeah, I mean, they're, they'll have an opportunity to prove that uh, during the postseason. I mean, you don't think that this year's postseason will be any different. I mean, you'll pick them to be the Packers. Don't think the Packers are qualified as an elite team. Yeah, so yeah it's really the kind of team you beat team. at home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but in the NFC, who is the team outside of San Francisco that you don't think they can beat? Nobody. Nobody, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that this is kind of laid out for them. This is their best chance. There's no juggernaut. There's no Aaron Rodgers. There's no, even though they beat Tom Brady and ended his career, their quarterback play, there's nobody that you're looking at that you're saying, my gosh, this team is way better than us until you maybe have to play San Francisco in the NFC Championship game or you get to a Super Bowl and then you worry about that because you're so, you the, the high and euphoria is amazing. We're in the damn Super Bowl. Yeah. Now it's house money. Yeah, but what, there's no excuse to, yeah. oh, okay, well, they can't be good teams. It's the playoffs. Everybody's good, and we all view the Cowboys as better than everybody they're going to play. That's why Mike McCarthy can't afford to lose. He, he loses in the first round of the second round. That's that's why questions will come up. It would just, be a major just, blow. And just then, how, just yeah. how you laid it out. Yeah. Jerry Jones right. Jerry Jones is, is just laid it out exactly how you said. And it's true. There's nobody other than San Francisco that we feel like that we can't beat in this uh, in this NFC. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the, that's the pressure that Mike McCarthy has on him right now. Exactly what you just said. Yeah, and if they lose, then I think going into next year could be an ultimatum type year. You know, I think that's the reality for Mike McCarthy. Like, you go on a great run here, maybe you lock yourself in for another contract. You you well, lose he is under early. contract. Yeah. He is under contract for, for another one year. year. One yeah. more year. But see that I don't think yeah, say I, Jerry Jones likes to make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. That's big to him. He he wants you to feel uncomfortable working for him. So with that being said, you know, and Mike I'd start making him feel uncomfortable if I was Mike and Dak. If if you're leaning on me like that publicly, I would definitely say something like, wow, you know, we, we got this passing game going great. Yeah. And it's amazing considering, 
you know, the organization does not appear that intent on giving us a good set of run blockers or good running backs. And it's no disrespect to Tony Pollard, but the guy was coming off of a leg injury. You know, maybe you say that like March 10th after Tony Pollard has already signed somewhere else because you got to be sensitive to the guys right now. But we got to get off a blast at some point. Like, you want to make me feel uncomfortable, bro? Yeah. How about I tell the truth about why we're not Super Bowl champions and why I have to watch inferior quarterbacks to Dak Prescott continue to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? It's frustrating. And a lot of yeah. people texting like, hey, don't overlook the Packers. I don't think anybody's overlooking no. Green Bay. No. Jordan Love has been fantastic the last nobody's, 10 games nobody's of the so spread seven and a but half. But the Cowboys, should, not the Cowboys are better up. than Green Bay. That they is a should huge, win this game. A huge playoff point spread, seven and a half. Yes, they've won 16 in a row at AT&T Stadium. You're at home. You're not having to go to Green Bay, and they don't have Aaron Rodgers. And as Jordan Love, I do think, is very talented and very capable of playing a good game, no matter how young he is. And that's the myth uh, for the Packers, is that their offense is too young to make noise in the playoffs. Yep. Because according to the Elias Sports Bureau, they are the youngest team to make the postseason since the 1974 Buffalo Bills. Now, why is this a myth, according to Dan Graziano? Packers played six games this regular season against teams that made the playoffs. They went 3-3 three and three in those games with the wins against the Chiefs, the Lions, the Rams. In those six games, Jordan Love posted a QBR of 62.9, which, by the way, is lower than what Dax was against the better teams, completed 67% of his passes through 12 touchdowns to four picks. Also averaged 264 passing yards in those matchups. Packers' young offensive players have bought in. They've gelled together as the season's progressed. They're as healthy as they've been all year long. Now, it'll be an uphill battle against the Cowboys, Graziano writes, but don't expect the Packers to be overwhelmed by the playoff atmosphere. I don't expect them to be. I think Aaron Jones and their rushing attack can definitely cause problems, and they've got some receivers that have seemed to just step up and make big plays for them when they've needed it. But still... You'd like to think the pass rush of a Micah Parsons, a Dorrance Armstrong, a Fowler, you know, the, the plethora of guys the Cowboys have to disrupt Jordan Love's timing with these young receivers will be the impact here. Not that, oh my gosh, the moment's too big for us. It's the opposition that you're playing in the Cowboys' defense. You know, I, I think they had the benefit of a very good schedule. You know, there's four teams in the AFC South right now that think they're pretty good because they, they got to play in a crap division with a crap schedule, and a lot of them ended up around 500, but they're really like five or six win teams. I think similar things have developed for Green Bay, um, and you look at how their season ended, sure, you're going to feel confident after winning three in a row, but any playoff team would have beaten those three teams three in a row. You know, that's just... You know, so some teams end up in the playoffs, but they're not necessarily as good as playoff teams. That's what I think of uh, of the Packers coming into this one. Um, and yeah, if the Cowboys lose, it might be their worst playoff loss ever, as far as difference and how good you are compared to them. Yeah, and you look at the 49ers, the one team we're thinking, okay, this is the team that could beat the Cowboys. The myth there would be Brock Purdy's numbers are inflated by the Niners' run after catchability, which is interesting. I would say that. I think naturally they would be because they're amazing. With but yeah, the but that's sustainable. Right. Well, yeah. yeah so here's yeah. Graziano's reasoning. continue to be that way. Yes, the 49ers have great run after catch ability. And yes, Shanahan does a great job of scheming up plays that maximize it. But Purdy's not considerably more reliant on that than other quarterbacks. Hmm. The Niners are sixth in the league in receiving yards and fourth in yards after the catch. To translate, they get 47% of the receiving yards after the catch. And for comparison, the Chiefs, it's 61% of their receiving yards after the catch. Wow. And he's throwing out, do we think Mahomes is a system quarterback? I think we would all say no. So he wants to just give Brock Purdy more credit 
for what he's getting. He's not a system quarterback. Brock Purdy's actually done a good job of opening up this offense for San Francisco, which to an extent, I mean, he's seventh in, in air yards with eight yards per attempt. So it's not just a dink and dunk type offense. He That's the difference with him and Garoppolo. Purdy throws the ball down the field. It's not an east and west offense anymore. They're able to go north and south because Purdy does have some good playability. Yeah, and those guys are good at, at getting open downfield, and the coaching staff is great at you know creating pockets of space and making the defense defend uh, the whole deal. And you know it's it's outstanding. It's going to be tough to know how good Brock Purdy is though for maybe another three or four years. You're you're going to need to see him in a variety of different circumstances because the greatness doesn't jump off the TV. What jumps off the TV is a guy that appears to make good decisions and take care of the football who's in charge of a very explosive offense. Right, and when they're not yeah. taking care of the football, that's when they've lost. Yeah. And that's when Purdy's having red zone interceptions like he did against yeah. Cincinnati. He's throwing four picks against Baltimore. I mean, you took away lose. his left tackle and his number one receiver, and they couldn't win. No, they went on a three-game yeah. losing streak. Yeah. I mean, Dak, I don't think would miss a beat like that if in, in, in a short period of time. Okay, a little hoop coming up next. Uh, Chief, where are we going? Yeah, let's go around the room. We got some Mavs rumors and two NBA grades go toe-to-toe. Who's funnier next year in the nation? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.